Welcome to the Supernatural Life Podcast with Chad Gonzalez, a podcast all about helping you connect with God so you can manifest God to the world. Now, here's your host, Chad Gonzalez. Hey friends, this is Chad Gonzalez. I want to welcome you to this episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. It's our goal to help you connect with God so you can manifest God to your world. We had a great, great month in the month of October, tremendous month of miracles and uh, great revelation. We got to meet a lot of new people, and I love, absolutely love getting to meet our partners at all the meetings. If you're a partner with Chad Gonzalez Ministries, thank you so very much for all that you do, your prayers, your encouragement, your support. Uh, thank you for coming out there to these meetings and traveling from all over the place. It's always very humbling to me that, to be in a meeting and, and meet someone who's come you know, by plane several hours, come from even a different country uh, just to come in and sit on a couple of days of meetings. And so thank you guys for doing that. We have some great meetings in the month of, of November. November 6th, we're at New Life Church in Liberty Hill, Texas. That's just northwest of Austin, Texas. And then November 12th and 13th, we're going to be in Canton, Georgia, uh, just a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia. So we'll be there on the East Coast. That's a Saturday night and Sunday morning. And then on November 14th, I fly out to Norway. I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be our first time in Norway. Closest I've been to Norway was Poland. We were there uh, back in 2019. But we're going to be doing uh, six services there in Norway, just outside of Bergen on the west uh, side of the country. So I know we've got quite a few partners there in Norway. We would absolutely love it to be able to see you there if you can maybe come out for a few days just to be able to shake your hand, give you a hug, and say thank you so very much for your support. We've got some great things uh, coming up in store for all of you that's been following along with us. Uh, we made some announcements on social media last month, but we want to make it official here on the Supernatural Life podcast. Lacey and I, we're going to be hosting our very first annual conference right here in Tampa, Florida. It's going to be called The Advance because that's what we're all about, advancing and our relationship and fellowship with the Lord, advancing in our results, is going to be June 1st and June 2nd. That's going to be a Thursday night, a Friday morning and Friday night, 2023, right here in Tampa, Florida. Really, really excited about this. We've been talking about it for a while, and we went ahead and, and decided, yeah, this is what we need to do. So we've got the dates. Go ahead and mark your calendars. Put it in your, in your phones, June 1st and June 2nd. Just really excited about all that's coming up. We've got a brand new app that's going to be available for all of you. You can go to this app. We'll be releasing the information for that pretty soon. But you'll be able to go to the app and you'll be able to access the Healing Academy. You'll be able to access Healing Talks. You'll be able to access the Supernatural Life podcast. And, and you'll be able to access this community uh, that we're working on uh, building as well. So that we not only have better contact with you, but you also have contact with others that are going through this same journey uh, together with you. So be on the lookout on social media and on the website. Got lots and lots of really, really great things that are coming up, and I'm so excited uh, that, that you get to be a part of it with us. Hey, let's go ahead and get into our message for this month. You know, last month we talked about uh, how we are just like Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that we are Jesus, I'm not the son of God, but we are a son of God. You are a daughter of God. We are children of God. 
And, uh, you know, Jesus said in John 14, 12, whoever believes in me will do the very same works and even greater. Well, if you are going to do the same works as Jesus, at the very least, you have to have what he had to be able to do what he did. You have to have the same position and you have to have the same possessions. But I want to go a little bit further with it this month. And I want you, if you have your Bible, to look at Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12. Colossians chapter 1 and verse 12, it says, Giving thanks to the Father who's qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints and the light. Verse 13, he's delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. Verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Now notice verse 15. This is where I want to kind of camp out for this month. Verse 15 says, he is the image of the invisible God. Now, I don't know of any Christian who would have an issue with that. We all believe that Jesus, well, he was God manifest in the flesh. You know, Jesus said, he told the disciples in John chapter 14, he said, if you've seen me, you've seen him. He actually said it twice because the disciples didn't believe him the first time. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen him. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Well, the Apostle Paul is telling us this in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15. He's the image of the invisible God. Now, right there, if we stopped right there, if that was all that was said, then we would continue our praise and our worship and honor and honoring him for who he is. But then Paul goes on to relay another wonderful, wonderful truth. And it's almost a truth that kind of makes your brain go tilt a little bit if you really begin to think about it. But he says this, he's the image of the invisible God and he is the firstborn over all creation. Now on the surface, this is almost mind-blowing. Think about what he's saying. If you want to see the Father, look at Jesus. And then he goes on to let you know, if you want to see you, look at Jesus. You see, friend, He's the firstborn over all creation. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that he perfected forever all of those who are being sanctified. He perfected us. He made us to be like him. You see, this goes right along with God's original plan in Genesis uh, chapter 1 and verse 26 and 27. God is the one who said, let's make man in our image and in our likeness. You see, Jesus is the firstborn. He is our identical twin. He was born first. We were born second. He was the prototype of this new creation. See, he was the firstborn over all of creation. And goes on and says, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones, dominions, principalities, powers, all things were created through him, and for him. Verse 17, he is before all things, and in him all things consist. I mean, you see the God side right here. He's before all things. In him, everything exists. Everything was created through him, for him, by him. But then he brings you and I back into the picture in verse 18. He's the head of the body of the church who's the beginning. He's the firstborn from the dead. Now notice, He shows the God side. He's the image of the invisible God. But then he shows the man side and his connection with us that he's the firstborn. 
over all creation. And then in verse 16 and 17, he goes on and begins to talk about the, the God side again. And then in verse 18, he brings in the man side. He's the firstborn from the dead. Now, a lot of Christians have problems with this reality and the fact and understanding that Jesus, now listen to what I'm saying here, but Jesus, he was the first one to be born again. He's the firstborn from the dead. Jesus wasn't the first to be uh, raised up from the dead physically. That would make no sense. Because why? Well, there was people raised up from the dead under the Old Testament. And then Jesus raised up people from the dead. We know that to be true. Jesus wasn't the first person to be raised from the dead physically. Jesus was the first one to be raised from the dead spiritually. He was the first one to be born again. You see, friend, Jesus was doing life as Adam under the old covenant. Jesus came in his perfection, and then he took on our sin. The Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 3, cursed is the, is the one who hangs on a pole. Jesus became that curse for us on that cross. He became the curse. He didn't sin, but the Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, he became sin. You see, he didn't just take our sin, he became our sin. That became a part of his identity. He identified with sin so that you and I could identify as righteous. See, in the very same way, righteousness is not just something I possess. Righteousness is who I am. Jesus was the firstborn from the dead so that we could be the secondborn from the dead. He's the firstborn. We are the second. So again, if you want to see the Father, look at Jesus. But if you want to see you, look at Jesus. Think how, how awesome and amazing and, and in very many ways mind-blowing that statement is. If you want to see the Father, look at Jesus. But if you want to see you, look at Jesus. Jesus is the standard for what is available for a man or woman filled and united with God. Jesus is the standard. He is the example of the new creation. See, Jesus came as the last Adam, the Bible tells us. He came as the last Adam. Why? He came to put an end to the Adamic race, if you want to say it that way. Because why? He was coming to make and create a brand new creation. This is where we get 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. If any man beware in Christ, we're talking about union here. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. The old way of living is gone and a new way of life has begun. The, the old Adamic way, the old way of Adam is gone. The old way under the curse is gone. And a new life has begun. What kind of new life? What kind of new creation? A man in Christ, a woman in Christ, a Christ man, a Christ woman, someone filled with God. You see, with Adam, Adam was walking with God and God was walking with him. But see, under the new creation, not only is God walking with us and us walking with him, but he's living in us. We become the temple of the Almighty God. We become the temple of the Holy Spirit. So that he not only can walk with us, but he can walk through us. And we have absolute 
unhindered fellowship, that we're not in a position where I'm trying to get to Jesus. I'm in a position where Jesus, the Christ, is in me and living through me. You see, friend, I don't have to sing and pray, Jesus, don't pass me by. Why would I have to do that when he's in me? But see, if you do not identify with him, and if you do not identify as him, then you're going to be in a position that the vast majority of Christians are in which they are trying to emulate him. They're trying to copy Jesus. And if you're trying to copy Jesus, well, then what's going to happen is you're going to fall into methods. You're going to fall into ABCs and one, two, threes and keys and steps. And you're going to follow methods trying to copy him. But if you identify as him, then instead of uh, going after methods and operating by methods, you're going to operate by presence. If you're trying to copy Jesus, you're going to live by methods. If you live as Jesus, like Jesus, then you're going to operate by presence. You see, this is where things are starting to go awry in much of our faith teaching because it's based on steps and keys and one, two, threes and not based on a fellowship flowing from our union with him. Jesus made this statement, I only say what I hear the Father say. I only do what I see the Father do. That's talking about a rhema. That's talking about a, a spoken word from God. That's talking about fellowship. You know, the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. Well, it's not talking about something that's written. It's talking about the spoken rhema of God. Well, how does that take place? Not by you following steps and keys. It comes by you spending time with him and actually having a fellowship with him, hearing and seeing from him. But if you don't identify as him, then you're going to always be separated trying to get to him. And what's going to happen is you're going to find yourself going through the Gospels and not identifying with Jesus. You're going to find yourself identifying with the sinners. You realize that every single person that came to Jesus for ministry under the Gospels, they were a sinner. The woman with the issue of blood, sinner. Jairus, sinner. The centurion, sinner. The widow woman, sinner. All of these people, sinner, 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 sinner. Totally separated from God. They're spiritually dead. They're not the righteousness of God. And so if they want to access God, access the power of God, what did they have to do? They had to go to Jesus. And this is one of the big problems when it comes to our faith teaching in the area of healing. We go to the Gospels and people teach it from this standpoint of looking at those people as an example on how to get healed. But friend, those are examples of how the sinner gets healed. Now there's wonderful faith principles we can learn from those stories and pick up from those stories. But if you identify as the woman with the issue of blood, then you identify as the person who's not the healed of the Lord. How can you be quoting 1 Peter 2.24, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed, but then be identifying as the woman with the issue of blood, trying to get to Jesus to get your healing? You see, in the psychological world, we call that dual personalities. But in the church, we just call that normal. 
and we don't understand it. We don't get it why we're not getting results the way we should. It's because of this. There is an identity crisis in the church. Now, if you look at what's going on in the world this last couple of years, especially this last year or two, I mean, it's been absolutely nuts. It's, it's absolutely insane that we have people who can't even figure out if they're a boy or a girl. And in the church, the church has been going uh, crazy over it for a little bit. But I mean, in one sense, why, why would we be so surprised that the world is just continuing to go further and further off? But while the church is upset about the world having an identity crisis, we've been so blinded by the fact that the church has been experiencing an identity crisis for a very long time. Even in the spirit-filled, charismatic world, still an identity crisis. You may not be saying and believing that you're a sinner saved by grace, but that's no different than saying, I'm the healed, trying to get God to give me my healing right? There's no difference. You can spin it however you want, but it's the same truth. If you identify as the sinner trying to get to Jesus, then that means you're separated from him. That means the life of God's not on the inside of you. That means you're not the righteousness of God in Christ. That means you're separated. You cannot identify as a sinner trying to get to Jesus. You need to identify as Jesus and the sinner trying to get to you. You need to identify as Jesus and the sick person, the diseased person, the person filled with the devil and in need of deliverance. You need to view yourself as Jesus, as the Christ on the earth and those people trying to come to you. You need to see yourself in the position so filled and so united with God that not only can sickness and disease not touch you, that not only that when it shows up, if it touches you, so much of God's pouring out of your pores of your skin that it dies on contact, but also people are just trying to get near you because of what's flowing from the inside out. You have to identify as Jesus. You have to. And this is what Paul's trying to get across with all of these in Christ realities throughout the scripture. Now remember, this is our scripture, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn overall creation. Now, in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6, he says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, now walk in him. Well, how can I walk in him? How can I walk through him if I see myself separated from him? Again, it makes no sense. Now, I will tell you, it takes some true humility to accept these realities and begin to walk in them. For those people who would say, well, Chad, I could never do that because that's Jesus. Friend, that right there, that's pride. It's very prideful to say, well, I can't do that. I can't believe that. I can't identify with that. When the scripture, when the spirit of God's trying to tell you this is who you are, you're going to have to, we're all going to have to do some humbling of ourselves to realize and accept the fact of who we really are. This is why Paul goes on to say in, in Colossians 2 verse 8, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy, empty deceit, according to the traditions of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. See, if you're not living according to who you are in Him, you will be cheated in life. You can be saved, and you can be going to heaven, but you're still going to experience the curse in this world. You could say it like this, and this is the way we've been saying it for a long time now. You could be saved in your spirit and going to heaven, but if you still have a cursed mindset, 
if you still see like a sinner, if you still identify as a sinner, if you still see your situations through the perspective of a sinner, you're still going to get sinner results. This is why he goes on and says in verse 9 and 10, Colossians 2, 9 and 10, For in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete. Where? In him, who's the head of all principality and power. How could you be missing anything when you're united with the Christ, the fullness of the Godhead bodily? And then he goes on in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1, he says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God, set your mind on the things above. I like one translation says, set your mind on the realities of heaven and not on things of the earth. For you died and your life is hidden where? With Christ in God. Again, if you want to see the Father, look at Jesus. And if you want to see you, look at Jesus. And then we'll finish up here. Colossians chapter 3, verse 10. He says, and have put on the new man. Who's the new man? The man in Christ, the woman in Christ, this new creation, new creature. And you have put on the new man. Notice this, underline this in your Bible. Who's renewed in knowledge, get this, according to the image of him who created him. Friend, this is astounding. The one who created you is the one you are to identify with. The one who created you is the one who you are to look to to find out who you are, what you're like, what you can do. This is going right along with what he says in Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. He's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10. And having put on the new man who's renewed in knowledge, your mind to be renewed, change the way that you think. How am I supposed to change the way that I think? What am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to use? What am I supposed to look at to change the way that I think? You are to look at him. Look at the image of him. Look at the one who created you. This is why we see in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. How do I renew my mind? Stop looking in the mirror in your bathroom and look at Jesus. And the more you begin to look at Jesus, the more your life will begin to conform to his and the more your results will begin to conform to his, the more you will begin to abide in him and he abide in you and as a result, producing much, much fruit. Friend, if you're struggling in the area of healing, I don't care what the issue is, all things are possible. All things are possible for us who are in Christ. I don't care what you're seeing, what you're experiencing. I don't care if the doctor has given you two weeks to live. Stop looking at the situation. Stop looking at the report. Stop Googling all your symptoms. And I understand if you've got pain just screaming at you in your body. I understand it's a little bit harder said. Or I understand it's a little bit easier said than done. I get it. Been there, done that. But what I'm getting to is this. Instead of Instead of begging God to heal you, instead of sitting there and quoting by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed, you know, 50 times within 30 seconds and, and hoping that at one time I say it, I'm going to hit the lottery, you know, like I'm playing the slots or something like that. I'm finally going to pull the lever at the right time and I'm going to hit the lottery with it. Instead of doing all that work 
You need to just look at him. Look at the Christ seated at the right hand of God and begin to identify with him. See him for who he is in all of his glory and his majesty. See the fact that he is dead to sin and he is alive unto God. See the fact that he's dead to sickness and he is alive unto God. See yourself identified with him that what Jesus died to, you died to. And that what Jesus was made alive unto, you were made alive unto. That what flows through Jesus right now, it's what's flowing through you right now. And because of that great dead raising power, the very life of God, the abundant, eternal, everlasting life that flows through him because he is the vine and you are the branch, it's literally flowing unhindered throughout your spirit. And the more you begin to look at him and identify with him, your soul begins to expand. The dam of your soul begins to come down and everything that is within you because of your union with him now just begins to flow into your body and the righteousness that you are begins to drive out the unrighteousness in your body. The light that you are filled with begins to drive out the darkness that has attached itself to your body. Because according to John chapter 1 and verse 4 and 5, in him is life, that life is the light of men, and that light always overcomes the darkness. Man, well, got a little preachy right there, but I just get excited about this stuff. Friend, I'm telling you, there's so many wonderful realities about our identity and our union with Christ. We haven't even gotten past the, the surface level of these things. But I'm telling you, you hang out with us, keep following us. We're going to keep going further and further and further. We're going to continue to advance. We're not going to stick our head in the sand and act like everything's okay. When it's obvious that what we see in the scriptures, we're not seeing on a continual steady basis in our lives. We're going to continue to push we're going to continue to advance. We're going to get the answers. And we are going to have this thing looking just like Jesus. I'm telling you, we're going to get it. We're going to get there. And we're going to get there soon so that we can very much boldly and blatantly, bluntly say to the world, if you've seen me, you've seen the Christ. If you've been around me, you just experienced the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, there's some wonderful, wonderful things in store for you and I as we begin to push for these things. And I am so thankful that you and I are on this journey together. Praise God. Hey, again, if you're a partner with Chad Gonzalez Ministries, thank you so very much for all that you do, your prayers, encouragement, your financial support. If you're not a partner with us, we would absolutely love for you to join the dream team and helping us to take this message all around the world. You can simply go to chadgonzalez.com. Just be led, be led by the Lord, follow your heart, Join up with us. We would absolutely love for you to be a part of what we're doing. And uh, like I told you in the very beginning, there's some tremendous things that are coming up uh, toward the end of this year and going into 2023. And I'm so excited we get to do this together. Praise God. Well, friend, remembering Christ, we always win. We'll talk to you next month in the next episode of the Supernatural Life Podcast. <laughs>